Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you wish to be on the program, rainy day around here all across the southeast. More rain moving into Greenville right now as I speak. I want to move on to a story that caught my eye Actually, a couple of stories that got my eye, and I'm a professional. <laughs> there are times you may wonder, is this, does this, how did this guy get a radio show? Voice for radio, a face for, a face for radio, a voice for print. How, how did, how did this guy manage to do it? I, I lucked into it. That's the answer. I lucked into it, but here I am. And I do consider myself a professional. Can I just say, as an aside, I know y'all don't care, but I do. Like, I've had a number of jobs in my life. And this is really like the one job, you may disagree, but it's the one job where I'm like, I actually, I'm good at this. I, I like this job. I can't imagine not doing this job. But I, 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 so being a professional, I can string together a whole lot of unrelated stories and make a bigger story. I want to begin with the hagiography at the Washington Post of Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien is the head of the Teamsters Union. And Sean O'Brien is working real hard on a strike against UPS. Now, you should know that the author, Nick Tabor, is a progressive left-wing writer. And so the entire tone of the piece in the Washington Post, and it's a very substantial piece, is just worshipful. It is a worshipful story by Nick Tabor, the left-wing writer at the Washington Post. What's so interesting is how Nick Tabor is, the reporter is very giddy that Sean O'Brien wants to turn his guns on Amazon.com. Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. What's going on in the story is Sean O'Brien, the head of the Teamsters, is really, really giddy at the fact that he may get UPS workers to go on strike wants to do it by August. UPS and the Teamsters are negotiating a new contract. The Teamsters argue that because during lockdowns and shutdowns in 2020 and 2021 over COVID, UPS drivers continued to drive and deliver packages, that they are uh, sainted, have angel wings, and should be worshipped by UPS. He wants to drive up the costs of UPS, which in turn drive up the costs to you and me. And I read this entire article. This is a very lengthy puff piece on Sean O'Brien and the Teamsters. And what is striking to me is how open and transparent the Teamsters are that pretty much unless UPS gives them exactly what they want, they're going on strike. And they are going to shut down a significant portion of the American economy. And this is all about Amazon and their logic. They're very open in this piece is that if they get their demands from UPS, 
there's an effort underway to unionize Amazon workers, and they think if they can do well by fighting UPS, driving UPS into the ground, and hurting everybody else, that then Amazon workers will say, these guys are fighters, we want fighters, we're going to unionize with them. And they'll unionize Amazon and drive up your and my costs to buy packages from Amazon. It is a fawning hagiography, hagiography, the study of saints. You know, there's a, there's a movement in the country to move back to unionization. Georgia right now, where I am, has a big investment from Rivian, the electric car manufacturer. They've got some nice-looking SUVs. I've actually looked at the Rivian SUV. I wouldn't mind an electric car. It's not for everybody, but if I'm just driving back and forth between my house and the station and piddling around Atlanta, it's not a bad idea. It's a, not a bad-looking car, but I really like my Yukon. But Georgia has now a battery plant for Rivian. They're getting the Ford F-150 battery plant for the electric vehicle. They've got Hyundai plant. They're doing a Hyundai electric vehicle plant. They've got Kia. They're now the the, uh, headquarters for Mercedes-Benz. Over in South Carolina, they've got Boeing. They've got BMW. Alabama has Mercedes. Tennessee has Toyota. It's not a coincidence that these are southern states that are right to work. Over time, General Motors, Ford, and then Chrysler at the time, now whatever it is, uh, Daimler, Chrysler, whatever the name is now, I can never keep up with them. A lot of their manufacturing facilities are in heavily unionized states, and their costs to do business are higher as a result. Between UPS and FedEx, I'm a big FedEx fan. I like FedEx a lot. In large part, FedEx is a private business that is not unionized. And UPS has over time increasingly become more unionized, more bureaucratic. Now, this is not to say I don't, I I love my local UPS driver. I feel so bad for my local UPS driver. She works like late into the night to deliver packages. And she is the nicest person. And we used to have this great dude. So when my kids were little, it was so funny. My kids were little. We had a young guy, uh, and my son referred to him as the package man, and it just became this adult humor joke um, where the guy would show up and say, I got a big package today. (laughs) Kid had no idea what it was. He was like five. I myself thought it was hilarious being a grown man with a 14-year-old sense of humor. This isn't to say uh, UPS are the good guys here. They're, they're not necessarily the good guys. They could certainly improve things for work. But this is an open and notorious piece at the Washington Post about uh, the Teamsters, unless they get exactly what they want, they're going to strike and shut down UPS. And it doesn't have anything to do with UPS. They're going to punish all of us in order to go after Amazon and drive up our costs there. Now, you and me alike probably buy a lot of stuff at Amazon. We get so many packages from Amazon on a weekly basis at our house that the UPS driver stops at our house out of habit even when we don't have a package coming. I mean, we get our toilet paper from UPS. We get our paper towels from UPS. We get our laundry detergent from UPS. All all these regular things that we tend to get instead of going to the grocery store for them. I just started putting them on subscribe during COVID. I started this during COVID. 
because I didn't want to go to the grocery store for all this stuff. And at the time, it was easier to get toilet paper from Amazon than the grocery store. And you could get it cheaply, reliably, show up on your doorstep. I didn't have to encounter people because people are stupid. You don't want to encounter them in the public. So you just get it all from Amazon. But the Teamsters want to break Amazon. Now, Amazon has used gig economy workers who often are contracted in, and they work at these unair conditioned facilities. They're not good guys either, but they do a lot of what they do to keep costs down for you and me. And frankly, there are a lot of people, and this is the thing that gets me in trouble when I say it, but it's true. There are people who made really bad decisions in life, kind of failed at life, and they get a job at Amazon because they can't get a job anywhere else. They could use Amazon as a jumping off point, save a little money, go get a better job later, but they got to start out there. And the unions want to take it over and drive up the costs and build in the inefficiencies. Unions served a purpose in this country in the early 1900s, but my, how we have forgotten life little lessons. The unions got out of hand and they drove up costs and they nearly put the major automobile manufacturers of the United States out of business because when the Japanese and the European auto manufacturers came into the country, they set up shop and right-to-work states where they didn't have unionized workforces. They could fire people at will, and they made cheaper products and better products. Your Honda or your Toyota probably has less maintenance problems. Your Kia probably has way less maintenance problems than your GM or your Ford. I know we bought my daughter a Kia Telluride, and it's got a 100,000-mile warranty on it. But the unions don't like that. They don't like the efficiencies. They don't like the cheaper costs. They want to drive up the costs. We forget there was a time in this country where we all had the fallout from the economic impact of strikes. And in the 1950s and the 1960s, Congress realized this is a bad thing, that you and I have to shoulder the burden of strikes. And they worked real hard to mitigate that. And now the Teamsters want to bring back that pain. They want all of us to suffer through a UPS strike, not because they want to have UPS over a barrel, but because they want to sow their strong so they can get an Amazon union deal with Amazon workers voting to unionize. We are the pawns in their plan, and they're going to make us pay and drive up our costs. Now, this is where the unrelated story comes in. There is another story out there completely unrelated, and it is this. Middle schoolers reading and math scores plummet. It is a massive decline, the biggest in 50 years. The average math score for 13-year-olds has declined nine points from COVID lockdowns to now. The average reading score for 13-year-olds has declined four points between lockdowns and now. The lowest performing students scored at levels last recorded in the 1970s when assessments began. Enrollment in algebra dropped from 34% of 13-year-olds in 2012 to 24% in 2023. Fewer students say they are frequently reading for fun, which is associated with higher achievement. This is bad. And it's not a coincidence that this was foisted on us by labor unions, by the educators' unions. Do you know which state has not seen these declines? Florida. That's right. Florida has not seen these education declines. Florida refused to shut down schools except for a month, then reopened and got attacked by the Trump administration for doing so. 
Georgia, Florida, other red states, right-to-work states that weren't beholden to unions, they opened up earlier, and their kids aren't seeing the declines that California, New York, Illinois, and other big union states are. The states that were beholden to the teachers' unions are the states where the biggest declines are. And the teachers' unions are very smugly saying, we did it for the kids. We did it for the children. That's what the left always says. We did it for the children. You screwed up their lives. That's what you did for the children. Now you want to screw up our economy. There are Republicans more and more these days who flirt with unions and think we can get the unions on our side. Do you know what the unions do with their dues? They fund Democratic politicians. I don't understand why Republicans are going out of their way to make kissy face with a bunch of unions who want to destroy the GOP. The union leadership, and you remember this, if you're a UPS worker, if you are looking at an, in an Amazon factory and you're thinking of unionizing, and you remember this. When you unionize, the unions take your dues and they fund the very left-wing politicians you loathe. The unions collaborate with the folks who want to put boys in girls' sports. The unions are the ones who are shutting down your kids' schools, ruining your kids' education. The unions are the collaborating with the Democrats on doing all of this stuff. And they've got this resurgence in the media. They've got guys on the right like J.D. Vance and others who think the unions, they, we might be able to come to terms with them. You do not negotiate with the unions. You do not empower the unions because all they do is empower Democratic politicians. It's a lesson so many people have forgotten. And now from our kids' education to the economy, they're trying to strike back and we should not let them. All they are are fronts for progressive Democrats trying to claim they're for workers. They're not for workers. They're for getting woke selected. Vision Computer has over 3,000 five-star Google reviews and an average phone answer time of just 15 seconds. When you call, you won't be stuck navigating endless automated menus. A live person's going to answer the phone and help you solve your problems. You know, I run a business, and it's one reason I love the idea that Vision Computer exists. Because as a business owner, you know you've got to be efficient, you got to have tech support issues resolved quickly, and you got to have your computers work. Don't let your employees suffer in silence either. They may be embarrassed or hesitant to ask for help, but with Vision Support, they can get assistance they need to work more efficiently. Reach out to them. Call 404-COMPUTE or go to visioncomputers.com. In fact, if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask for the Eric Erickson special when you call. They're not going to have it on their website. It's just for you guys listening. Call 404 Computer Day. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. Be amazed at Vision Computer. Man, this is something. Uh, six in 10, 60% of students at the University of Texas say it is never acceptable to use violence to shut down a speaker on campus. Only 60%. 18% of students at the University of Texas, Austin, say it is always or sometimes acceptable to use violence to stop a lecturer from speaking. That number is too big, but we see it playing out around the country with the Antifa types and the like. It's just something. Uh, welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Uh, so that I can't be accused of ignoring it, uh, here's some audio of last night's second round of the Brett Bear interview with Donald Trump. So it is a big part of that spending, COVID. Do you have regrets about how you handled that? Because some of your opponents are now running these loops of where you say you shut down the country. 
We had to artificially close our country. We did just the right thing. We closed it down. We understood the disease. We closed the country down. We studied it. We learned about it. Some people wish we never closed it down. We did the right thing. Everything we did was right. And do you have regrets about doing that? I gave the governors the options. For instance, uh, Henry McMaster of South Carolina. Governor. Great guy. Great governor. He didn't shut it down. Tennessee didn't shut it down. South Dakota didn't shut it down. Georgia shut it down for a little while, but not much. They did a good job. Six states that didn't shut down. I gave, it's a federalist system. I told all governors, you do what you want. You can shut it down or not. Florida, by the way, he shut it down tight. No highways, no beaches, no this. But then pushed then he back pretty up. hard. He opened up. But is it fair to criticize him on that? That was one. This is actually, I actually laughed at this one. But I focused on nonviolent crime. As an example, a woman who you know very well was in jail. She had 24 more years to serve. She served for 22 years. She had 20 Alice Johnson. Alice. She was in the Super Bowl. High quality. Oh, yeah. I said, how many years? And she was on a telephone call, and they were involved in selling marijuana, mostly marijuana. And she got like 50 years in jail. But she'd be killed under your plan. Huh? As a drug dealer? No, no, no. Under my oh, under that, uh, it would depend on the severity. It but would depend on the severity. She's technically a former drug dealer. She the she had multi million dollar cocaine ring. Any said, drug dealer, look. So even it, Alice Johnson in that ad, she can't do it. Okay. By the way, if that was there, no, she wouldn't be killed. It would start as of now, so you wouldn't go to the past. <laughs> arguing back and forth on that one. Just uh, that one, I, I had to laugh. My goodness. Let me tell you guys about Patriot Mobile. They're fighting for conservatives around the country. They want you to be a customer because then they grow their profits. When they grow their profits, they grow their giving to the conservative movement, and you get guaranteed great service. They use the same cell towers you're probably already using. They share your values as well. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can take your existing phone number to Patriot Mobile. And you can get a new unlocked phone from them or take an unlocked phone, get a new one, uh, take your existing one if you've got an unlocked phone, not from another carrier, and use Patriot Mobile service. If you don't want to do it on the Internet, you can call them, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Let them fight for you, growing their profits, spending on the conservative movement, giving you guaranteed great service. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric, 972-PATRIOT. Take your existing phone number to them. Do business with a company that shares your values and wants the conservative movement to grow? PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K or 972-PATRIOT. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. I got a comment on this. Philip just sent it to me. Uh, This is the headline. Uh, The stepson of the British billionaire trapped in the submarine is an absolute wild card and wants the ladies to know he's single. Uh, He's the uh, stepson of Hamish Harding, who is stuck on the submersible. Uh, And he puts up this picture and says it might be distasteful being here, but my family would want me to be at the Blink-182 show as it's my favorite band and music helps me in difficult times. Uh, then another tweet to please keep my family in your prayers. And then, uh, looks like, um, well, can't discuss that one, but, um, 
sexual exploits and then uh, tweeting, ladies, I'm single. Um, um, uh, morning on his own way, I guess. Uh, so can I just, I, I mentioned this in the first hour, but can I just say, uh, first of all, it's not a submarine, it's a submersible, and there's a difference. A submarine can use its own power to... Uh, raise and lower itself in and out of the water. A submersible has to be towed in. It, it's more like a glide. It's the the underwater equivalent of a glider. You can't take off by yourself. Uh, but there you go. This thing apparently poorly built, used off the shelf parts. David Pogue, the tech writer, noted that they used essentially a, a joystick, a, com- a game controlling joystick, to control it. Uh, there were lots of warnings about the safety and whatnot. And now there are five people stuck on it. They've got enough oxygen to last until tomorrow, allegedly. Uh, I don't, the ocean is vast and deep. It's going to be very hard to mount a rescue. Uh, It's very sad. Keep them in your prayers, obviously, but it's, it's, I don't, you know, and again, I mentioned this yesterday. Don't want to be repetitive, but the idea of being cooped up with four other people going down to see the Titanic. I can see it on TV. I don't need to go underwater. You, you got to share a peephole as opposed to the expansive view you can get on TV. I, and I don't, I, I mean, I would rather, go, if I had to choose, I'd go to outer space. That at least sounds fun. And also if the rocket blows up, it's pretty instantaneous as opposed to suffocating in the submarine. But I, I, I I'm rather stay on ground and go see Las Vegas which I'm going to do next month. Nonetheless, I digress. The left has Ron DeSantis. By the way, if if you haven't heard this, Ron DeSantis started to be more aggressive against Donald Trump. Why you, not him? Here's what DeSantis says. I think that, you know, I'm more likely to win the election against Joe Biden, which is very important. You know, we just won Florida by 20 points, which no one thought was possible even a few years ago. I think I'm also more reliable on policy. When I say I'll do something, I will do it. And I think I'm more likely to actually get this stuff done. I mean, you know, there have been promises made about draining the swamp, building the wall, doing all these things. You know, none of that came to fruition. And I think in Florida, if you look at I promised a whole bunch of things and I delivered on all of the promises. In fact, we over delivered, you know, so right now, for example, Florida's the fastest growing state in the country. Number one for net in migration, number one for new business formations. Our unemployment rates a point uh, less than the nation as a whole. Uh, and we have a massive budget surplus. We just did 2.7 billion in tax relief so Floridians can help uh, cope with rising prices due to Biden's policies. And so I think we've got a, a great story to tell. And you know, I get in there on day one. It's not gonna be, there's gonna be no distractions. We're not gonna take our eye off the ball. We're gonna be focused on the people's business and we will get it done. Well, the left, they have finally gotten scandal out of DeSantis. That's right, they've got him now. It turns out a wealthy donor, uh, y'all, this is bad. This is scandal with DeSantis. A wealthy donor put a golf simulator in the governor's mansion. (gasps) What? That's right. The Mansion Commission, which oversees the governor's mansion, received golf simulator equipment from Maury Hosseini, 
to be possessed on loan at the governor's mansion for an undisclosed term. The equipment will be stored within the Florida governor's mansion gym and will be returned to you upon request. I have reviewed and approved the circumstances of this loan to the mansion commission and verify it's permissible in accordance with the governor's ethics code and the Florida statuary code. DeSantis's security cleared two employees of Ohio-based About Golf to enter the governor's mansion in June of 2019 to install the golf simulator. About Golf simulators that require installation are typically built to fit a specific space and start at $27,500. Curved screen versions start at $69,500. David, come here, please. I must find out if my radio budget has $69,000 to put a golf simulator in the spare room of the office. Let me know. Stat. Sorry, had to yell down the hall at guy who manages the money for the radio show. I mean, I suddenly I got a spare room in here. I maybe I can get somebody they, they really think they've got him now. They think they've got him now. I'm starting to think I could put one of these in my office. Hmm. Wonder if it's Trackman. They're the best. Nonetheless, I digress. They, they, this is the scandal that some you know this happens all the time. Joe Biden does this in the White House too. They're not doing a story on things left to the White House Association for the president to use. No, no, no. This is the outrage. This is the best they got. This is the best they've got. And notice what they're doing here. This goes in, in line with the with the Clarence Thomas and the Sam Alito stuff. They're trying to, as the Republicans build the case against the Biden crime family and corruption, the left is seeding stories to the press to suggest that it's the Republicans who are corrupt. And notice how the media is willing to run the stories about DeSantis, Governor's Mansion, getting a golf simulator, and not do anything with the Biden stuff. Jeremy Redfern, who works for DeSantis, says, quote, as with all donations, it was accepted and coordinated by staff and approved by legal counsel. Donations to the residents and grounds have been received over many administrations. It will remain in the state's possession for the use of first families, their guests, and staff as it is now. The letter did not explain the rationale for approving the loan of the golf simulator. I did. I don't even know if if DeSantis is a big golfer. Oh yeah, apparently. So, oh, this sucks. Apparently, this Husseini guy is a member at Augusta National and took DeSantis to play there. So apparently, DeSantis likes to play golf. Oh, he also now he's a DeSantis donor. And he allowed DeSantis and his wife to use a private plane on 12 occasions, going on his book tour and the like. Now, here's the crazy thing. They're trying to do the story and say that DeSantis can't be bought. Do you know who a major donor to Ron DeSantis is? Disney. What do you know about Ron DeSantis and Disney? I bet you didn't know Disney donated to Ron DeSantis, did you? Because Ron DeSantis has been taking on Disney. In fact... What this should show you is that Ron DeSantis is not afraid to do what he thinks is right, even if a donor disagrees. But this is kind of the this is the argument here. 
that somehow or another, Ron DeSantis is on the take with these donors. What about Joe Biden? What about Joe Biden? Joe Biden is doubling down on defensive transgender boys in girls or boys in girls sports who identify as transgender girls. He's getting major money from trans advocacy groups. Notice they're not running that story. It's always the stories they run and the the details they leave out that matter in these sorts of things. It's always that. They always, always do this about Republicans, try to make them seem corrupt. They never do these donor stories on Democrats. You never see these donor stories on Democrats. And they leave out of the story, trying to make the case that DeSantis will be beholden to this guy. They leave out after months and months of attacking DeSantis over Disney. They leave out the fact that Disney also is a huge donor to DeSantis and his pack. And yet DeSantis has picked a fight with them. And they're not the only DeSantis donor DeSantis has picked a fight with. It doesn't look like he can be bought. And yet they're trying to, by leaving out those facts, trying to shape it as He can be bought. They are scared of this guy. Now, I will tell you what's going on behind the scenes, and this is somewhat important. Everyone has expected a rally around the flag effect with Donald Trump and the federal indictment. And actually, he started to trend down in the polling. Polling out of Georgia has Donald Trump losing but DeSantis winning in a race against Biden, which 2020, unless you're in the it was stolen camp, that's what happened. It would duplicate itself. The polling in Iowa has Trump declining against DeSantis, same in Nevada, same in New Hampshire. After the indictment, the circle of the wagons effect, which I myself thought would happen, has not happened to the extent people thought it would. And that's starting to make Democrats realize that for months and months they thought Trump was inevitable, and that may not be the case. And if it's not him, the most likely person is Ron DeSantis. So now they've got to attack DeSantis as best they can. They've got to drag DeSantis down. All of the polls show that DeSantis more easily would beat Joe Biden. There are some polls that show that Donald Trump would beat Biden, but most of them show he wouldn't, but DeSantis would, except in a handful of polls. The polling trends seem to show that a non-Trump Republican beats Biden more likely than a Trump Republican, than, than Trump himself. And the Democrats are starting to get worried. They really expected a circle of the wagons effect with the Trump indictment, and it has happened, but not to the extent they thought it would happen. That begins to suggest some weakness, and that begins to suggest they need to stop DeSantis now. It's fascinating to see the media start trying to dig stuff up on DeSantis, but this Of all the things to go after DeSantis on, you're going to attack him in the pages of the Washington Post on the governor's mansion in Florida receiving a golf simulator. That's the big scandal, as opposed to using the Department of Justice to protect your crackhead son. No no scandal there, but scandal in the governor's mansion in Florida. What a fascinating way the media covers these things. One of the groups pushing back on all of this is Americans for Prosperity. They fight for free markets and free people, and they want you on their team. They teach you how to be an effective grassroots activist, how to knock on doors, how to engage voters, how to engage the state and county and city politicians who hear from you and learn from you the best arguments for limited government, free markets, and free people. They've got 36 statewide chapters. They're growing in the other states as well. They've got over 4 million people who 
help them. They've got over 200 legislative victories in the last legislative sessions alone. They fight for free markets and free people. They want to gut the government because they know if the left gets the reins of government, they can use it against us. But if you gut the government, there's no power for the left to use against us. It supports freedom by gutting the government. You can be a part of it. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Learn to be an effective organizer. Learn to be an effective door knocker. Learn to be an effective communicator of free market principles for free people. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go be a member Become a better grassroots activist today. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The full number, well, doesn't really matter. We're almost out of time. It is worth remembering today a very famous tweet. Oh, not one of my famous tweets. No, 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 no. Greta Thunberg. Everybody get your scowl face on as I read Greta Thunberg's tweet. <clears throat> a top. Climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. That was posted five years ago. I guess we are all dead now. Now, in fairness, in fairness, she doesn't say we're all going to die in 2023 if we don't give up fossil fuels in 2018. She says we got to wind down our usage to nothing by 2023. Well, we haven't, so I guess we're all going to die now. We might as well use as much as we want, fossil fuels. Get them out of the ground and use them. We're all dead or we're going to die. I mean, think of all the things. Think of all the things that have killed us in the last number of years. Greta Thunberg scowled at us in 2018 and said, if by June 21st, 2023, we did not stop using fossil fuels, we were all going to die. I guess we're all going to die because we haven't stopped using fossil fuels. So we might as well keep using them now. We're going to die. Greta Thunberg said so. Also, net neutrality, getting rid of it during the Trump administration, we were all going to die. So we've all died from that already. Uh, the the Trump tax cuts in 2018, remember, we were all going to die. Democrats said people are going to die because of those tax cuts. So we're all dead for that. We have all like they have, we, we have been dying and the Democrats have been digging us up to kill us again over and over and over and over. I mean, they're treating us like we're a fetus. They just keep killing us over and over and over and over. And Greta Thunberg, she deleted the tweet. She deleted the tweet earlier this year because she knew people were going to trot it out and say, uh, lady, kid, child, scowler, we're not all dead. The most remarkable thing about this to me is how time and time again, environmentalists do this. You go back to the 1990s and they were giving us 20 years until the end of the world. Remember that the Obama administration put up signs at Glacier National Park that said the glaciers would all be melted due to climate change by 2020. The Park Service has had to take the signs down because the glaciers are still there. You would think it would humble these people 
and they would exercise some level of humility when it comes to their prognostications about the environment. I remember doing a show with Ron Reagan, a radio program, a number of years ago, where it was supposed to be left, right, and center, but the guy in the center was also on the left, so it was two against one. And Ron Reagan was lamenting how there would no more be Arctic sea ice uh, by like a year or so ago. There's still Arctic sea ice. Listen, I'm not going to deter the global warming zealots. I, too, believe the world is warming, although I think they overstate man's impact, and I think we should adapt, not end our way of life. But I would just really urge the people who want to put these things up with a definitive date of we're all going to die by this day if we don't do these things that maybe you should shut up. Maybe you should exercise humility. Maybe you should recognize that since the 90s, if not the 70s and 80s, you've been saying, if we don't carry out your agenda by X date, we're all going to die, and we keep going past those dates. All of your models showed that where we are today should be far worse than it is, and we are living beyond the date of the original environmental models that spooked everybody. We're living in the time that they predicted, and the predictions did not come true. And none of you have the humility to acknowledge you are wrong. Instead, like Greta Thunberg, you just delete your tweets and pretend you never said what you said. But there is a record, we have it, and you have consistently been wrong. And if you exercised humility, maybe you wouldn't have as many people like me doubting your predictions. But you have no ability to self-reflect, and you have no humility whatsoever. All right. Now I'm going to get angry environmentalists coming after me. They're like vegans. We're out of time. Greenville, it's been a pleasure having you. Look forward to talking to all of you tomorrow. I hope it dries out wherever you are.